Blog Talk Radio. Here. Me here yes, with I am. This is the 4 FCS Fanatics Radio Show with your host, Adam Willie, Preston Adams, Dakota Collins, and Jeff Wigton. And now, here's the show. Alrighty, I guess I should talk now. <laughs> yeah, no. How's everybody? Tonight, um, yeah, it's just me and Dakota because everybody's sick. So um, we're going to uh, see how long this show goes because him and I were talking about it, and while you know there's a lot of football to cover, two people talking about it for two hours might be a bit much, but we're going to do our best. So how you doing tonight, Dakota? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. So, um, you know, I say let's just jump right into it. Um, so last weekend we had some really good games, some really good FCS versus FCS games, and we've all we also had a couple of upsets, um, opponents and FCS opponents. So, um, you know, Dakota, I just want to know what stood out to you over the past weekend. A lot of football to cover. A lot of football happened last week. One thing that impressed me was how close a good bit of these FCS teams showed out against the FBS last week. Um, A lot of teams put themselves in positions to win. They didn't end up winning. But teams like Kennesaw versus Georgia State, Howard versus Ohio, James Madison on the road to North Carolina State, they all were in a position to win late in the ballgame, just couldn't get it done. And then some teams did get it done. Nichols over Kansas, Northern Arizona over UTEP. I know Kansas and UTEP aren't really FBS powers, but still, it's always exciting to see an FCS team go on the road and defeat and knock off an FBS team. And then FCS and FCS, uh, last week's game of the week, Montana, Northern Iowa, did not disappoint. Great ball game. Montana hung on for the three-point win to get the Bobby era kicked off again. Last week was a great week of football. No, I really can't disagree with anything that you said there. I just wanted to say, as um, I think we all kind of assumed that Nichols was going to be Kansas because Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> and I think everybody also had UTEP over, or um, U, um, uh, sorry, Northern Arizona over UTEP because UTEP is. Yeah. <laughs> um, was a little surprised about Kennesaw, not not because they played bad, and yes, Georgia State is technically a. Uh, you know, FBS team, but they've only been there for a little yeah. while. I, I kind of expected a little more from them, and I, I get, oh, look, they're finally kicking off after the rain delay. Um, I guess we'll see where they are tonight playing, you know, Tennessee Tech, so take that for what you will. But, you know, everybody's expecting a lot from the Owls this year, and, yeah. you know, North Dakota State or James Madison or, heck, even Jackson State or A&T, you go down to Georgia State, so those top two would beat the brakes off and get the win, in my opinion. Yeah. So right. we'll, we'll, we'll see where Kennesaw is. Now, I wanted to touch specifically on James Madison because, you know, that's where I went to school. Clearly, I have a bias. Um, I was very, very pleasantly surprised with what I saw. Um, 12 out of yeah. the 22 people in that game were not starters. It was their first time starting. Um, clearly, yeah. had a new quarterback. Albeit a transfer from Pitt, um, Ben Danuki. I thought he was phenomenal. He completed he 15 did. of 
first 15 passes and was 23 of 27 on the day. Um, running expected us to struggle because you're going up against a big ACC defense, so I wasn't so surprised there, but really, really made me happy was how our defense held up. Potentially the number one quarterback pick in the And also his plethora of wide receivers that he has. So I just wanted to say I was very, very proud. And, you know, I listened to Coach Houston's post game, and he said, yeah, we expect it to win. <laughs> and you know, I'm just sitting there thinking, man, um, you know, your team played a heck of a game. And, he, you know, he realizes that. But it really gave me some comfort that, you know, he's not going to go and say, oh, yeah, good job, guys. You were you were close. And, and clearly there were some good moments in that game. I mean, it was 17 to 13 with three minutes left. Like, don't get me yeah. close. But, no, at the end of the day, they made the plays that they needed to make to um, – get the win, and yeah, I just wanted to, you know, give a little shout out to uh, my alma mater for really surprising me, because I had no idea what to expect going into that game. Yeah, going back to, you know, Coach Houston, uh, it really says a lot about how the program has ran to go into a game on the road against an ACC opponent, North Carolina State, who, I mean, they have been great at the FBS level, but they're consistently a 7-8 win football team, and Mm -hmm to say we expect it to win. Like, they're not using the excuse, oh, we're FCS, we'll be okay if it's close. No, we, we want to go in here and we want to win. And you look at the stats, they matched up so well with North Carolina. Every category, they are right there with North Carolina State. And even on, you know, you talk about their defense. They held North Carolina State to 2.9 yards per rush attempt. They held them to under 100 yards rush. If James yeah. Madison can continue that throughout the season, they're only going to get better than uh, – the Colonial is theirs to win again. They'll have more competition uh, this year, I think. But <laughs> want to talk about the Colonial for a minute? Because <laughs> my, my, my goodness. Um, now, granted, New Hampshire's quarterback was um, unfortunately injured. It doesn't look like it was too serious, but I don't think that he's going to be playing this week. But he did have an injury, um, which is why he didn't play the rest of the game. But yeah, that un- the way that Maine was able to run up and down the field on them, like that was truly surprising. And Maine is always a tough football team, but I I I guess I just expected much more out of New Hampshire. Did you get a chance to see that game? I did not. Okay. I was following it close at work. But... Gotcha. Got all right. You are at work. You are at work. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. Stupid well, night shifts. It was it was truly shocking to watch, and Maine looked the part. Like they look like if they can keep this up, they'll be a they'll be a playoff team. But I was just floored by what I saw. Um, and Rhode Island going down to Delaware and getting the two point win. Yeah, I um I don't think anybody saw that. Like if if anybody predicted that, then more power to them. And I'm not going to get into a too much about Rhode Island this week because that'll uh, come a little later in the show. But I was just, I, I, I honestly didn't believe it. Um, and I think everything else in my conference is pretty much according to plan. I was a little disappointed in, in Cookman. They pretty darn that bad really by, surprised me. Yeah, by um, 
like um, Tennessee State isn't a bad football team. But right, I just figured it'd be a lot closer. I, yeah, I thought it'd it would be, be a lot evenly closer. matched. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what went on there. I didn't watch that game that closely. Um, I just saw the final score, and I, you know, a lot of football, hard to look up all the stats, but I'm very interested right. to see what Bookman does to bounce back. I think they're playing a Division Two opponent this weekend, so we're going to have to take that with a grain of salt. Maybe that'll get them going. That was oof. Um, so you mentioned from the MIAC, well, Howard. Um, I thought they performed very, very well um, this weekend against Ohio. I think many people could have seen them winning that game, um, especially because uh, Kalen, um, sorry, not Cecil Newton, he's the real deal. I think he had a right. all-purpose yards. Like, he was a one-man wrecking crew. I would not be surprised if they go undefeated in um, – and confident because, like I said, that man is a one-man wrecking crew and can carry them there all by himself. Kind of on that um, A&T, which, again, you know, we all take East Carolina for what it is. Um, but still, beating an FBS opponent on the road on a Sunday. So, yeah. you know, full crowd wasn't there, but not that it really would have mattered. Um not only did they beat them, they beat them when their um, number one all-conference player, Rainer, uh conference quarterback, got injured. And the backup came yeah. in and called out. Um, yeah, did, did you, I watched that. You, and that that yeah. was something special. Like, it was, you know, it wasn't like the Jacksonville State game where, you know, A&T actually kind of looked outmatched like it. Especially in the second half, I thought A&T was, you know, right on par with DCU, which, you know, again, we take that with a grain of salt because it's DCU, but still. So I justifies where they are in polls right now. Yeah, I think most of the polls have them at at least seven. Um, yeah. I think, our, I think our FCS Nation poll has them at four. So what do you think about that? That's what I was going to ask you. Is you know I was looking at the stats top twenty five that came out, and North Carolina AT actually picked up two first place votes in that poll. James Madison only picked up one. Well, let me have a look. Uh, they're ranked, that. yeah, they're ranked they're ranked fifth in that poll, and in the coaches yeah. poll that came out they're ranked sixth as well, which I think is about right on, on our FCS poll, FCS Fans Nation poll. I had them fifth or so. I'm right in that range. I don't remember right. exactly where, but I had them top five, I think. Yeah, I think so, I had them. I think I that's guess. right about where they should be. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. like I, I'm not going to take any crazy pills and think that them or JMU deserve any number one. Right. Um, not this early, at least. Especially from now on. Um, I don't think A&T is going to play any more fierce competition until they play. Hopefully Bethune-Cookman will step up. FAMU looked okay. Um, yeah. Central's always going to play him hard. Um, but JMU will have those opportunities where they will be playing definitely games, especially since Rhode Island looks like they uh, don't suck anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm not going to, you know, BS and say, oh, somebody else besides North Dakota State deserves a number one ranking. Yeah, yeah. 
clear who the number one team is until somebody says otherwise. Now, yeah, I think yeah. I think you can't argue one or two, honestly. Yeah, and and that was that was also my big takeaway from the weekend. Like, I'm I'm not really here to argue um, one and two uh, at this right. moment because I think people were kind of had questions about um, James Madison um, and their. Uh, sorry, I'm looking something up right now as well. Like a lot of people didn't know what Jamie was going to bring to the table, and. Right. I don't know what y'all expected, but we definitely were of the we're going to reload thing. And <clears throat> again, I wasn't really to it. You know, I was genuinely, genuinely in a good. I saw, yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at this poll right now. Um, you know, Eastern Washington. That's going to be. Uh, they're going to get a very very test in this upcoming week. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens to them. I don't want to jump the gun too too much. Um, how about Villanova? That's the Villanova against Temple, over Temple? Yeah, over Temple. And, again, um, Temple isn't the greatest FBS program, but in Philadelphia, that is In recent right. years, Temple's football team has been a, what, 8 to 10 win team? Yeah, they've been pretty darn good. Like they, and they might be an eight to ten win team this year. Um, so I'm not, I'm, I'm not poo-pooing the win or anything. But I just know how some people right. think. <laughs> um, but yeah, even, even still, you know, Villanova definitely showed me something kind of in the same way that Maine did, and that you knew they were going to be good, but you didn't necessarily know how good. And again, nobody expected Rhode Island. Uh, let's got here. Looks like they have Nichols at 11. I think that's exactly where I had them. Um, they have they had Nichols at 10. Yeah. Um, I think I was struggling between them and Walford or something like that. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I can't remember specifically, unfortunately. Uh, what do you think about JSU at 13? Um, the AT, AT&T and JSU game still... Uh, Sticks to my side because I do think JSU should have won that game. I thought they played better. Defense was outstanding. They couldn't stop. She didn't the foot. And so, I mean, I, for that reason, I'm not upset with them being out of the top ten. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they lost to a bad football team. People trashing A&T is you know, my nerves because A&T is not a bad football team. It was not a bad yeah. loss for JSU. JSU should have won. But, I mean, week zero, I'm not – too concerned with how uh, I think they'll just get better as the season goes. I'm not worried about them going. I still think they'll go undefeated in the OVC. Uh, I'm still really looking forward to JSU and Kennesaw State in November. That should be. But as of now, I think I think that's about where JSU should be. Okay, and and not some. Most of these teams above them will lose, so they'll be the yeah. opportunity for them to move up. Um, and I think I, I really do think thirteen's where they belong. Um, yeah, yeah. You sound like a level-headed JSU fans, which, which most of you are. Sometimes the <laughs> loudest ones. Right. So right behind them is actually is Montana. Uh, were you able to watch that game or? Let's see. That was, was that last Saturday. Yeah. Versus. Um, yeah. Then uh, I'll, I'll that work. 
Ah, you're at work. Yeah, I was unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I guess we both failed on that one, but evidently it was very good, <laughs> um, clearly. Uh, clearly. one by three. <laughs> Um, I really, I was really looking forward to that game. I forget what I was doing, but I was, I was unable to watch it. Um, they were playing um, Northern Iowa, which, you know, talking with some people, they were like, well, you never know what Northern Iowa is going to bring. They're very unpredictable. Even people yeah. in the Missouri Valley will say that until they're playing someone outside the Missouri Valley. Then, you know, they all bump <laughs> traps and say better than everybody under the sun, which, to be fair, one of those teams is. Um, <laughs> um, but that being said, still to go on the road and play within three to a team that you've never beat before, I think that they had a good showing. And depending on who beats up on who in that conference, they might be a playoff team at the end of the year. So about that. That... I think that we should actually just um, move on to uh, let's do game of the week coming up. So we have Eastern Washington out of the Big Sky and Northern Arizona out of the Big Sky. And wouldn't you know it? Doesn't count as a conference game. Because Does it really not? So. What are your thoughts on this game, Dakota? I'm sorry, I cut out. Um, you said this doesn't count as a conference game? It does not count as a conference game. Why is that? Um, well, it's not in their con- – I think they play eight. And this would have been a ninth. Um, so this is more of a, um, you know, kind of – what Jacksonville State and A&T did, um, playing a very, very good opponent at sort of thing. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Okay. Thanks. Throughout that and saying, how can you not as a conference game? We know it is. But on the right. <laughs> for this non-conference conference game, um, what are your thoughts? I know we have one or two huge Northern Arizona fans and – clearly a uh, more than slightly big um, Eastern Washington contingent, but um, what are your uh, biased thoughts on what's going to happen? <laughs> I think this game being in Flagstaff is a huge advantage to Northern Arizona. I think it's going to be an evenly matched game. I don't think one team has such a huge advantage over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Eastern Washington playing a D2 school to start the season. Northern Arizona is technically playing an FBS team, but Utah's probably more like a D2 school. Um, uh, I think it would be evenly matched either way. I, in a game matchup like this, I think home field advantage has a huge factor. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not – I'm more comfortable picking Eastern Washington, though, just because I really don't trust Northern Arizona that much. So I would, I would lean toward Eastern Washington. Uh, they're the, both you know the quarterback quarterback they have, mm-hmm. and just their uh, potent offense. I think if this game gets to a shootout. I like Eastern Washington over Northern Arizona. Awesome. So, um, kind of kind of going off of that, I will say that this game will definitely be a shootout. 
Both of these teams were turning. Both of them. So, um, kind of like you said, I think the only reason, in my opinion, why this game will be anything worthwhile is because it is in Flagstaff. And they do have to consider it. I'm kind of in your boat. I don't trust Northern Arizona. Um, I saw from them last year, granted, San Diego is a real team, but they're still non-scholarship. They went in there and they beat beat the brakes off of NAU. Like, it was... Yeah. Um, that that just shouldn't happen. Um, kind of the same way that Butler beat Youngstown State last week. Like, that just should not happen. That was a shocker. That was the yeah. shocker. Yeah. I actually saw an article today saying, forget App State versus Michigan. The biggest shock of all time is Butler versus Youngstown State. <laughs> <laughs> Which, an argument can be made for that. Um, but trying to get back on topic, um, I'm, I'm just not seeing it. Um, I, I, I definitely trust EW a lot more. Um, they finally solidified their offense, and while they were playing a D2 team last week, it's a darn good Division II football team. Like, yeah. If you match them up against UTEP, it would be a game, um, in my opinion. Um, so I'm, I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much stock in that. Um, but it sounds like we're kind of on the same page um, in terms of you know EW EWU versus NAU. I think we're both going Eastern Washington just because we know. Right. I try to do that. Um, but yeah, Northern Arizona was a playoff team last year, but again, they just embarrassed. Me. Can be said for them having something to uh, come out and prove. Um, I've been very open, honest, saying that this is. If they come out and they do very, very well, I am totally fine with starting to give them some respect and pull. But if they come into this game and they get their butts kicked or they just don't look the part, I don't want to hear anything from an AU fan for the rest of the season. Even if they go undefeated in conference. <laughs> anybody so you know it's the same thing that people say about the MEAC play somebody A&T right. up now it's time for NAU to do the same thing and that's kind of where I am with it I mean, yeah, I'm in the same boat I mean if you want to be in the top 10 go out and earn it because I give it to you so here's your chance to defend your home field earn your top 10 ranking um Knock off the big dog in Eastern Washington. And if you really want to be impressive and really want to, you know, prove some people wrong, do it convincingly. Like, yeah, definitely. Do what JMU did to really get on the national map two years ago by beating the brakes off of Sam Houston State, which was a perennial FCS power to that point and still is. But, you know, nobody expected. Um, JMU to just completely steal the hearts of Sam Houston. I think if Northern Arizona did that to Eastern Washington, which, again, neither of us expect, 
that would that would say a lot for their program where they are and where they're heading. So for their fans, I think that that is, you know, that would be the ideal goal. Um, but again, I'm just not seeing it because they lost to San Diego last year. <laughs> and I know I keep bringing that up, but that just that just sticks in my mind so bad. And I walked, and it was just I was like, oh come on, man. Y'all just busted so many brackets. This is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, but I will digress, and let's move on to our picks for games of the week. I have Adams. You have – I'll go – we'll go Adams, yours, and then mine, and hopefully we can get Jeff's in here somewhere. All right. So, Adams games of the week. First out of the big sky, we have Montana State at San Diego State. Now, I'll I'll go first with this one. San Diego State didn't play last week, which is unfortunate. It would have been really nice to see how they would have matched up against Iowa State, um, especially to kind of give them the litmus test, kind of judging them against JMU based on how JMU did against NC State. But this this will mm-hmm. definitely be a test for San Diego State to see where they are. They return their quarterback, and I, I've I've said it in my article or somewhere. San Diego State's defense against James Madison last year in the semifinals is not that's not San Diego State's defense. Um, they play much better. They play much tougher. And since this is their um, not only is it their home opener, it's their opening game. I expect them to be very very hyped for it. Now, on the flip side, people have been saying that Montana State has been, you know, ready to burst for the last, what, couple years? <laughs> and we're all just sitting around waiting. Um, I think that this would be a very, very good game if they were able to go into San Diego State and knock them off to kind of put themselves on the national map and say, hey, we're trying to be the real deal here, too. Um, you know, we've beaten Montana twice for the last couple of years. Sorry I said that. Grizzlies fan, it's the truth. Um, but you know, we're ready to be a playoff team. We're ready to be legit as well. Um, so I think that that's kind of a, that's going to be a statement game for for both teams. Um, if it weren't for EW uh, Eastern Washington and Northern Arizona, probably would have been our game of the week. Um, but that's right. kind of how I feel about that game. Uh, how about you? I think it goes back to the same as Eastern Washington, Northern Arizona. Uh, Montana State wants to wants respect, so here's their chance to go and earn it. An impressive victory last week against Western Illinois, and they have a chance to do the same on the road against South Dakota State. Um, so, I mean, this is this is your test. See if you are for real. If you're ready to take that next step into a consistent playoff contender. Uh, like you said, South Dakota State didn't play last week, so we really don't have a a gauge on how they look. And is it an advantage? Is it an advantage to have an extra week off and start the season at home than a team that's already had a game under their belt? They've already gone through, you know, a real game scenario. You just, we'll see which team has the upper advantage in that regard. Um, I I would lean towards South Dakota State, and so that's what I would pick. I'd pick the Jackrabbits. Yeah, um, I, I think I would pick the Jackrabbits as well. Um, I think you can find advantages in getting an extra rest, and you can find advantages in being the uh, team that got a game under your belt. So let's just call that a wash. Um, 
Although I do think that um, Montana State beating Western Illinois, that does say something about that team that they're going to come ready to play this year. Um, but I kind of have an inking suspicion that South Dakota State's going to come out with something to prove. Last time we saw them on national TV, they had 10 turnovers. I have a right. feeling that they want to come out offense and just run all over the place and on defense get as many turnovers as possible. I just I just feel like they should be jacked for this game. Sorry for the horrible pun, um, but they should. They should be jacked for this game. Um, it's another Big Sky versus um, Missouri Valley matchup. Um, great rivalry there. I think it should be phenomenal. Game is, but I'll probably have it on three screens that I'll be watching on. Okay. Adam's next game is Eastern Washington versus Northern Arizona. I think we'll just say brief. Arizona proved to us that it's worth the hype. I think we can leave it at that, right? Right. <laughs> right. Voice threat. All right. Yes. Wonderful. So, the alley game is Eastern Illinois versus Illinois State. And he has next to it, it is a 107 year rivalry. Which I think that kind of speaks for its to admit. I don't know much about either of these. Um, I know that, um, uh, what's his name? Went to Eastern Illinois. And I feel like Illinois State's always a team that's kind of floating around in Missouri Valley, but they're not necessarily going to crack into the top four. They might sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. Eastern Illinois has been kind of on the fritz of the OVC as of late. So, you know, this is a rivalry game, and pretty much all rivalry games are going to be must-watch. I think, um, just in my opinion, just going off of what I just said there, this is a game for Illinois State to kind of put the rest of the Missouri Valley on notice, saying, hey, we're going to be here, we're going to be tough this year. Um, again, I don't really know that much about these teams other than very recent history, but based off of what I Last year, my gut would be Illinois State. Um, so uh, what about you, Dakota? What do you think? I'm about to change my OVC game because that, that was the one I chose. But um, <laughs> with these here, um, I, you're fine. Um, I blame Adam. Um, yep. Well, I just agree with you what you said. Uh, both teams really just kind of floaters in their conference. Uh, Missouri Valley is obviously a lot tougher than the OVC. So mm-hmm. just because they're in the Missouri Valley, I'll make a lot of people happy and say Missouri Valley wins in Lonely States. Yeah. But, again, it is a rivalry game. Anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, yes. So let's go on to his Southland picks. We have Nichols at Tulane. Dakota, what are your thoughts on this game? I don't know the last time an FCS team defeated back-to-back FBS teams, both of those being on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Kansas and Tulane, not the toughest FBS teams you can have. But Tulane, I think Tulane's better than Kansas. Yeah, I, I would you know, say not a lot of teams they, aren't. <laughs> they were, I think they were a bowl team last year. Yeah, they're Isn't usually a, a consistent bowl team. So yeah, they're I think it's going to be a, a tougher I think it'll be a tougher test for 
Nichols, I mean, Tulane almost knocked off Wake Forest uh, last week. Mm-hmm. So, with it being in New Orleans, I- I'll give the nod to Tulane. I think I agree with you there. Um, there were some talks on the page that if Nichols pulls this off, you know, how far do we bolt them into the top ten? That I say, you know, let's not get too high on ourselves. You know, Kansas is a Power 5 program in name only, but it's still a Power 5 BS school. Yeah. I think we all think their real test. Lane is a better program, and kind of like Howard last year where beat UNLV, and then I think it was um, Akron that they almost came and knocked off last week. Really, really difficult to knock off two FBS opponents in one season. So, you know, history dictates that the FBS, I don't want to. I'm going to root for Nichols Hardcore, um, but I think I'm going to go with Tulane on this one. Um, But if Nichols, you know, has a showing like James Madison did last week, I wouldn't want to move them down. Um, And, heck, depending on what happens above me, Colonel. All right. The second Southland Angelo State is Abilene. I'll go first on this one. Abilene Christian is awful. There's no other way to put it. Um, but Angelo State is a it's gotta be D two or D three. I honestly I don't know. Um Again, doing this on the fly. Um, I don't have Adam's notes or anything. Um, But, you know, this is basically a game where Abilene Christian should be winning by at least 40. Otherwise, they they need to church on Sunday. Fine, Jesus. Now, and I, you know, kind of going off of how Rhodey and Maine performed last week, you're always – floating around at the bottom of the conference and, you know, at least, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Dakota, at some point. When do you take pride in your program and say enough is enough? Like, we're sick of getting kicked around. Um, we don't want to be there. We're, we're a school, I think they're in Texas or, you know, even even if they aren't in Texas, they're in the Southwest. They should be able to recruit some really, really good players. So I'm just wondering at what point, when does, you know, pride in, in your program kick in and play up to the balance that's given you? That's kind of where I am again. They really shouldn't. game should not be close. And if it is close, Abilene Christian, God help them in the Southland. Dakota, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to... Uh... On the fly, look up Angelo State. They are D2, and they got a mm-hmm. much-needed win last week against Western Oregon University. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, what everything, but everything you said, uh, you shouldn't be having trouble with a D2 school, really, um, unless it's like a powerhouse D2. But anyway, I'm at home against a D2, Abilene Christian, please win. Please win. <laughs> Only please win. Please I'll go win by 20. Yeah. Like I, I'm not even sure if people would have bet on this game, but cover the freaking spread. 
<laughs> okay, so that was all of Adam's uh, games of the week. Let's go over to you. What you got? All right. Now, my conferences were a little harder this week. <laughs> um, yeah. First, I was starting out. We'll start out with the um, where's that? Uh, uh, Southern Conference, which was actually the easiest one to pick. Uh, Furman at Elon. Both teams on oh. top twenty-five. Now I have to switch mine. <laughs> it's all good, man. Sorry, I, I have problems with ones anyway. Go ahead. Uh, I think this is just so early, already a key conference matchup because. These two teams will be fighting for the top half of the SOGON. Um, is that Elon? Elon's in the CAA. Oh, okay. My bad. Whoops. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Um, they played in the playoffs last year, but yeah, Elon's in the CAA, so now I have to switch my CAA pick. Go ahead, though. All right, let's see. Permanent Elon. Okay. I'm going Elon with that one. Really? Uh, to, uh, again, uh, yeah. I, I I think the Phoenix can finally prove themselves. I feel like they're another one of those teams that's always on the brink of the playoffs, and we're we're always waiting for them to show us why they're there. So I think they're finally going to show us why they're always in the conversation. Mhm. All right. So I will piggyback off of that. Um, I actually. Again, this was my CAA, one of my CAA games of the week. But in terms of Furman and Elon, this is – they're both in South Carolina, uh, North Carolina, I believe, or either Furman's in South Carolina and Elon's in North Carolina. That would actually make it a better rivalry. Anyway, point is this is a Carolina rivalry. These teams played twice last year. Elon won the first game 34-31. to Everybody knows. Furman then beat Elon 28-27. to these teams know each other very well. It's going to be evenly matched. Um, got into a slight Twitter beef. And by a slight Twitter beef, I mean it was more of a tete-for-tete. Tete. There was no cursing. There was no screaming. There was no name-calling with a couple of Elon Wait fans. Civil. <laughs> I'm sorry? I said, way to keep it civil. <laughs> hey, man, I try to keep it civil. I really, really do. I know people might not believe that, but I do. <laughs> but we... um. We were able, um, you know, we were able to, you know, basically come, came to the decision. They were, there were a couple of Elon fans, and I was like, hey, guys, prove it. I said, you guys were full of it last year because your biggest win was by eight, and you had a barn burner against Albany, six to nothing. Albany, I think, was next to last in the CAA last year. And then they beat Rhode Island at home by one. And as soon as they played a real team, New Hampshire, lost by 10. They played JMU. They lost by four touchdowns. So I thought that Elon was fool's gold, and they proved me right. I want them to prove me um, They lost to South Florida. You know, take that for what it is. South Florida is a very, very good group of five team. Um, I think it was 34 to 40 game. Um Real test. This is going to be the real game for them. And the next week they play William and Mary. That is going to be a real test for them as well. So for this game, I would actually pick Elon. So I 
I'm very down on them just because I, I mean, what do you think? You know, if you're a team that won a bunch of games and your biggest win was by eight and played real teams, you kind of got put in your place. Like, how would you assess your program? Uh, you want to be a realistic uh, fan or uh, one of these fans that just thinks their team is the best no matter what? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm the biggest JMU fanatic there is, but at the end of the day, I'm very realistic. Right. I wasn't going in there and saying that we're going to beat the brakes off of North Carolina um, State. Um, so right. be a realistic fan. <laughs> yeah, and I was the same when we played North Carolina in A&T. I had a 23-17 us, you know. Mm-hmm. I was you know, nervous for that game, so I mean, depends on who you play. Um, I don't want to wear this. If I yeah, if I was an Elon fan, and everything you just said, I can see it both ways. Kind of how well we're we're winning games, but then it's like the games you're actually being tested. If you're a top tier program. You, you lost JMU by four touchdowns, and then you lost New Hampshire by ten. So you got to start winning these games that actually matter to prove to the country that you can make some noise and that you're going to be a steady playoff contender, and that you shouldn't be taken lightly. Yeah, and and I and I will give them credit; they beat a depleted Villanova team by. Five, I think it was, and they went to Richmond. They beat Richmond, but both of them weren't playoff teams last year. Um, there are no easy games in the CAA. I always say that, but the, the playoff teams that they went up against in the CAA, they just lost to. So I, yeah, I think we're on the same. You can win all the close games you want, but if you're going to get your brakes beat off by the big boys, nobody's going to trust. But I think that being said, we both had Elon, right? Right. Okay. So, Phoenix, don't make us look like frauds, okay? <laughs> awesome. So, what was your next game? All right. <clears throat> the next two conferences were very, very OBC, Adam took mine with Eastern Illinois at Illinois State. I'm looking at the – I've been staring at the rest of the game. They're in the OBC next to me for, like, mm-hmm. a solid 10 minutes. <sighs> None of these – like the next one, maybe I don't even. I wouldn't pick this anyway. But Central Arkansas hosts Murray State. I think Central Arkansas is going to win easily, but that's really the only, really only contest that also could be interesting. I guess. Gotcha. Unless you look at Tennessee State. I don't know. Unless you look at Tennessee State and Jackson State, but I don't know enough about Jackson State. So, Jackson State. That actually probably will be a better game. Um, Jackson State, um, the SWAC West is actually more than decent now. Jackson State yeah. kind of beat up on. Um, but they're not a bad football team. They just happen to be in a decent division, so they, they're a little worse than they are. Um, that game's probably not being played at either of those schools. It's probably the being played at a neutral site, which would help Jackson. Played in Memphis. Yep. It, uh, well, I guess that's ten, um Is that where Tennessee State is? You would know better than I would, actually. Mm-hmm. Tennessee State, pretty sure, is in. Um, I know this. But Memphis is like right next to ten. Uh, right I don't know it. 
Yeah. So uh, that, that's most likely a neutral side game regardless. Um, I think Tennessee State's in Nashville. Because I think they I think play in right. the... Uh, I think they play in um, uh, the Titans Stadium. Yeah, it's in Nashville. So, yeah, that's a neutral site game. Um, that bodes well for, for Jackson State. For sure. So, of those two games, I think we would both pick Central Arkansas. Um, and I think yeah. Indeed, I would still, yeah. like, based off of what Tennessee State did last week, which I don't think the either of us Yeah. Would probably go with Tennessee State, but I think that this would be a better game. All right, so uh, what's what's got for your next conference? And then last is the SWAC, and mm-hmm. I settled on let me see, I settled on North Alabama at Alabama A and M. I was me about tempted to go Prairie View at Sam Houston. Because mm-hmm. Prairie View has been pretty impressive the first two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but in UNA and Alabama a and I'm thinking I'm going to go UNA. Yeah. Um, Alabama a started the season against the D2 school. Uh, obviously won you know by like five touchdowns. And then UNA mm-hmm. had an impressive win. Didn't they play uh, was it Southern Utah? Yep. So, I think this is a game you and A can compete in and will win, probably even handedly. Yeah, you know, and kind of going off of what you just said, had it not been for the way that you and A just came in and was gangbusters against um, Southern Utah, and, and by gangbusters, I mean nobody expected them to go up and win that game at all. Right. Like, at, <laughs> um, Southern Utah was a ranked um, playoff team last year, and up from Division Two. Um, so I think that they <clears throat> definitely turned my head. Um, they were a good. a good two programs, so that's really not all that surprising. I think they will be. You would, again, you would know this very well. Anybody that plays anybody in Alabama, it's going to be huge. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's playing who. It's going to be a huge game. Um, so, and you're going to get a great battle of the bands. <laughs> that is also correct, for sure. Um, but X and M will also want to this game and try and prove something because it would be a legitimate SWAC contender this year. And if they get that East um, title and they somehow knock off one of the SWAC West champions, that gives them a chance to go to the Celebration Bowl. So I think that they'll be motivated to show up and show out for this game. Um that being said, I'm going with Northern North North North, North Alabama. Um, they were they were very impressive against Southern Utah. Um, are they a team in? Do, do we do transition? Yes, we do do transition. So they're a team in transition, um, which means they're not going to be playoff eligible this year. But you know, 
you can already see that they're going to be the real deal in conference and on the whole. So it'll be very interesting um, to see how this game plays out. But, again, I'm with you. I'm going to go with North Alabama. And I think All right. that was it. I wrapped up my conferences. Yep. All right, wonderful. Well, I wanted to say a little bit about the, the Prairie View match since we have time. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I do follow some things on the Twitter. And, again, you take this with a grain of salt because boys are going to be fanboys, but <laughs> what they're getting themselves into this year. Um, like, if they don't play defense against Prairie View, they will get run all over and thrown all over. Yeah. They man, they pretty much manhandled North Carolina Central on, on, on a Sunday, right? Yeah, that game was Yeah, Sunday. I watched some of that game. Yeah, they, they manhandled North Carolina Central, and North Carolina Central is a team. I think they lost some scholarships and they're on probation, but still a very, very good team. And they manhandled and lost at the last second to right. So I'm not saying I would call an upset in that game, but if Prairie View pulled it off somehow, I would not be surprised in the least. What do you think about that? That's why it intrigued me because, you know, Prairie View, like I said, I watched some, I watched some of their games, North Carolina Central. I, mean, I know North Carolina Central is a decent team. Um, and then – they had Rice on the ropes in the week one, or week zero, whatever, at Rice, um, which again not a not a tough SBS team, but still an FBS team, um, especially for a SWAT team. You know, just the perception they have in the college football world. Uh, but Prairie View is probably one of the most more impressive teams in all the country these first two weeks of the season, and a chance to go on the road to Huntsville to take on a Sam Houston State that's been a perennial playoff power. Um, they have a chance to prove a lot about their football program, even if even if it's a close game. If they keep it reasonable and respectable, I'll give a tip of the, tip of the cap to Prairie View. Um, if they can just hang with Sam Houston. But Sam Houston, you know, they're, they're not known for their defense. And like you said, their defense is going to have to show up with how Prairie View's offense has looked this year already. Yeah, um, I, I think I would agree with you on that. I, I think if Sam Houston doesn't win this game by about ten to fourteen points, they should not necessarily be disappointed, but people might have to pump their brakes about the top four. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to fall for that trap again. Right. And I don't think I have them ranked in my top four, but um, this will be a test for them. Um, and it, it'll be a game for them to show out, and I hope that they do. So, with that, we will come to games conference. So, I'll start. Um, I will start with Richmond and Fordham. Um, Patrick Leaf is excellent so far, and I'll say why in a second, but Richmond lost to UVA last weekend, and um, I don't, you know, you probably haven't seen it, but the um, 
video of UVA celebrating their win against FCS Richmond is rather embarrassing. Just imagine Alabama looking like they won the national championship, but they <laughs> played. Um, but they played Alabama A and M. Wow, that says a lot about Virginia football, don't? Oh, it does. And, and man, you're telling me. Um, it, it's pretty. I, I know how it is down in Alabama, but we are pretty brutal up here in Virginia when it comes to football rivalries and whatnot. Um, there were everybody was ripping them on Twitter, like every. Nobody was giving them anything. But anyway, everybody at the FCS level knows that Richmond did not make the playoffs last year. So that's not to take away from UVA's win. They do. This isn't the same Richmond. Uh, Kyle Oletta, congratulations to him. He um, made the 53-man roster on the New York Giants, beat out a uh, veteran backup. Um, Very good chance that he might be the successor to Eli Manning. But I'm getting off track here. And still sucks. <laughs> um, so, that being said, this is a game that Richmond needs to win and needs to show up and show out because um, it's Fordham. People probably don't, didn't even know that Fordham was an FCS school. So <laughs> Richmond really needs to come into this game, and I'm not trying to exaggerate or anything, but they, they need to win by four or five touchdowns. If if they want anybody in the CAA to take them seriously, and as for Fordham, um, I have them strict league, so anything that resembles a somewhat decent performance for them will uh, will definitely a plus. So that's what I have to say about that game. Um, what would you have to add? I. Uh, most just uh, just go on what you said. Uh, Richmond should handle them pretty easily. Uh, it's at home. Uh, Fordham didn't get off to a great start last week in Charlotte, losing you know by twenty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just one of those games that you have to win if you're Richmond. You know it's already hard. It's going to be tough enough trying to get a playoff spot. So these are the games you have to go out and win, especially at home. So I look for the Spiders to win pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, they, they lost their starting back um, for the season um, due to injury, which is really, really unfortunate um, because he's a heck of a player. Um, but that being said, that should not excuse them for, again, winning this. I will move on to my next Patriot League matchup. Now, if you if I told you at the beginning of the season – the Campbell Campbells and the Georgetown Hoyas will be playing each other undefeated, what would you have said? <laughs> Turn your PlayStation off. Well, it's 2018 and the world is turned upside down because Campbell and Georgetown are both going into this game undefeated. And I cannot believe it. That's why I put it on. <laughs> that's exactly why I put it on my game of the week. So... Maybe Georgetown comes out and surprises some people and finishes 500, because I think they were one and ten last year, something like awful, like very horrible. When they win a game, it's like 
the craziest thing ever. Um, and it's not like Campbell's worst team ever, but the fact that both of these teams are coming into this game and they're both, um, you know, they both have winning records and they won the first game, I think that's actually a big deal for their programs, all jokes aside. Um, you know, you have to start somewhere, and for one of these programs to start 2-0, and um, not like it's going to be a big coup for recruiting, but it, it would mean something to those programs and to the, to the students that are there. So, that being said, um, I'm actually going to go with Georgetown on this. It's because Georgetown is eight miles away from um, I just feeling. I, I just have a feeling. The home game, the fact that their football team actually won the game, the students and alumni and the basketball fans might actually come out and root for them. It's at 1230, um, 30 in D.C. That's going to be brutal. Um, but I think this could get people excited, and if they won this game, that could be a very, very big deal for them. So I'm going to pick Georgetown. And Dakota, if you have anything, uh, feel free to add. To be fair, Campbell did play a D2 school last week. But hey, man. I feel like we're agreeing. <laughs> we're good. I feel like we're agreeing too much. So in honor of – just because I don't have any knowledge, I'm just going to go with something crazy here. Because of one of my favorite YouTubers, Rhett and Link from Bowie's Creek, North Carolina, which also houses the Camel Fighting Camels. I'm going to go Camel over Georgetown. All right. I can hang with <laughs> That works for me. Okay. Let's go to um, FCS Nation's favorite conference, the MEAC. So, I know so many people are getting excited now. Oh, they're so hyped. Um, literally bouncing up and down. They're chucking beers. They're so excited. All right. Here we go. So, Howard at Kent State, that's the first game that I have. Um, the reason I picked this one is because Howard was very close um, in knocking off their opponent last week, another D1 opponent. Kalen Newton, he, he is he's, he's just like his brother. He can run, throw. And he just does everything. Like you don't see quarterbacks very often that can give 512 all-purpose yards at an FCS level against an FBS. I think the last quarterback to do that was um, James Madison's quarterback, Vad Lee, uh, back in 2015. Went down and beat SMU, and he ran all over him and threw all over him. And he was a transfer, but. Again, like, it's just not something that you see. So, you know, if Kalen Newton can show up and show out, he can make this a game. Um, And, you know, I think Howard's going to go into this game kind of pissed because they probably felt like they should have won last week. And I'm going to go out on a limb pick Howard. Um, I think they'll be motivated. I, I think that they feel that since they don't play North Carolina A&T in conference this year, they have a chance to go undefeated. And if they go undefeated and A&T goes undefeated, I don't know what the tiebreaker for the MEAC is. So it's on that football team to put the um, back in an awkward situation. 
and keep up with the Aggies and keep on their toes. And this is the reason why I've been saying that I think that the MEAC could get an at-large bid this year, even if they don't get, even if they don't have an automatic bid, because I think that they're two legitimate teams at the top. Two of them might be undefeated, and I think one of them's going to be Howard. So, um, and even if Howard lost this game and they ended up nine and two, losing to two FBS schools, I'd still put them in a playoff. Um, but all that being said, I'm going to go with Howard for the upset again. And Kent State isn't exactly the greatest team on earth. So, Dakota, what do you think? You almost had me convinced to go Howard. I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> I do think it will be a close. I do think it'll be a close game um, because, I, like you said, Kalen Newton. He's he's just a playmaker. I feel like he always gives Howard a chance to win. Um, but I don't. I don't see it. I think Kent State will defend their home field. I think they will defeat Howard. I think Howard will make noise in the MEAC, but back-to-back games against the MAC, I could see them coming out. You know, because that loss Ohio, I do think they will be more motivated. Yeah. But can they? But how long can one guy do the show? So I think I think Kent State will defeat Howard. I think it'll be a close game. Not saying it'll be a blowout, but yeah. And and you know, being very very fair, I'm. Totally, you know, maybe slightly fanboying here, but regardless, even yeah. if they do lose, they're going to be a force in the MEAC, and that's two teams that are going to be forces in the MEAC, which will make that conference interesting. It's too bad that Howard and Ain playing this year because that could have been a game that's going to be played for the uh, conference championship. Um, so. I'm going to leave that game at that. And we are going to go to James Madison University at Norfolk Um Now, since I'm picking JMU, you must know that uh, the rest of these uh, games were kind of meh on the MEAC schedule this week. Um, <laughs> there are only six of them that I could find, which was really weird. There's actually not that many FCS games this week. Um yeah, so we all know James Madison coming off of a, a a loss, but a very, very respectable loss uh, against North Carolina State. So they're going to come out of this game, and they are going to be literal busters. Coach Houston, knowing him, want them to just lay it into the Just never, never, never let him up. Um I'll get back to JMU, um, but a little bit on Norfolk State. So their um, quarterback, sophomore, will actually not be playing this game because he had the stupidest penalty against Virginia State, a D2 school, a rival for them, but still a D2 um, The player in the helmet when he was on the ground. And, you know, that that's about as boneheaded as boneheaded can get. And I can't say that loud enough. Um, just dumb. So they're going to have freshman quarterback. And, you know, we should all pray for him. Because <laughs> something haven't said. Like a funny fact about JMU, I think like nine regular quarterbacks on us at this point in the game 
just to try to get something going. Um, okay. Norfolk State's in real trouble. Like, I'm not going to lie. Mine on this game was one surprise. Last year when they were at JMU, um, and JMU did not allow an offensive touchdown. They scored off of a turnover and a punt return. And we could have scored more, but we tried not to. Um, this was also just a fun fact, the game that Carden Johnson, um, one of our able of running backs, um, this is a game that hurt. Uh, so I expect him to come out and just want to bulldoze everybody. Um, this game's about three, three and a half hours from JMU. Um, fortunately, the band has an obligation so that we won't have a band battle. Um, but that would have been really awesome. But, um, yeah, to get back to JMU on this game, they might be getting a couple of their uh, cornerbacks that were hurt the first game back. Um, they'll be getting a couple of um, defensive linemen back as well. Uh, one was suspended, the other one was. So this is going to be the almost 100% healthy James Madison defense for the first time as well. Um, if I were a betting man, even though this game is going to be in Norfolk, um, and that stadium is going to be full of purple and gold because we have a very, very big alumni base down there and we're going to travel. This game is going to be ugly. But yeah, can we... um, this game is, you know, it's pure recruiting. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, think it's, I think it's pretty obvious this is going to be a JMU, James Madison win. It's just going to be how much do they want to win by. Yes, yeah, I just want to go ahead and give my best thoughts and prayers to DeAndre Thomas. He's the quarterback that's going to be starting for Norfolk. Um, he attempted a whole four attempts last week against Virginia. Now, even though that when he probably he came in, he came in the third quarter. So that game was probably already out of hand. But I mean, it was two of four for twenty-nine yards, and he had a touchdown. So there's the bright spot. But now you're going up against uh, a program that was runner-up last year. National champion the year before, number two in the country, and consistently a top two or three defense in the country. So, um, good luck, DeAndre Thomas, in your first career start. <laughs> but uh, JMU, not pretty. It's not going to be pretty. Um, in fact, if we don't win by forty, this is one of those games where if we don't win by forty, I will be disappointed. Um, and I think you know, great thing is. Coach Houston will be disappointed too. He will be pissed if they cross the fifty. I will be pissed if they cross the fifty. That's how I feel about this game. But that being said, I, I genuinely put it on my MIAC game of the week because at the end of the day, it's still an interesting game to me. Um, just because, and I went to JMU. I've been to Norfolk State. I've grown up around these schools, and sometimes I remember them. Means a lot to me, but you know, for the sake of not feeling like a homer, we're going to move on. <laughs> so, <laughs> for my CAA game, my uh, what CAA game? game? I've got Villanova, I've got Villanova at Lehigh. <laughs> now, Lehigh is also there's a lot of Patriot League CAA crosses this weekend. Um, Lehigh, don't we all love Lehigh? 
Oh, our yeah. Favorite, our favorite sub-500 team to make the playoffs. Um, yeah. So, this is a game for Nova after beating Temple, which they probably went into Temple thinking that they were going to beat Temple because, again, that's a rivalry game and it's all um, But at the same time, there is the opportunity where a letdown could happen, and this is at Lehigh. And I think that Lehigh is going to come in with a chip on their shoulder as well because, again, I think every, I think they must know that everybody in the country laughing at them because they were a sub-500 team that happened to make the playoffs off of a um, technicality. Um, so I think it will be an interesting game. It will probably be a close game for the first half, but Nova has real defense. They have a real quarterback senior quarterback who was injured last year and he's going to be able to I just think he's going to be able to tread me I, I expect I hope that Villanova goes in there and shows that they're the real deal because even though everybody laughs at Levi, an away game is still an away game no matter what so that being I do have Nova in this game um, I would probably say that about 17 to 20 points. Again, I see them pulling away in the third and maybe not trying to put the fourth. So, Dakota? Uh, yeah, I was looking up last week, or not last week, last year's game between these two schools. And Lehigh, yeah, yeah, Lehigh only lost by three. It's 38-35. Yeah, well, um, I <laughs> So... I don't know if this will be that close a game again. I think Nova's defense will be better than last year's because they gave up well over 400 yards last year, and they did. They seem pretty well against Temple on the road, so I, I think Nova will win again this year. But it's not going to be as close as last year. I think it's, it's not going to be a blowout. I'm thinking more, you know, 10, 13 point win. But I think Villanova will get it done. Yeah. All right. So, my next CAA matchup, and this is the one that I think is actually the most interesting, um, Rhode Island at Albany. told me that I would say that at the beginning of the year. I would have laughed in your face. But as you mentioned about an hour ago, apparently Rhodey can play some football. They knocked off Delaware. Um, And Albany. um, Let's just have a win the flute. The what? So let's just hope it wasn't a fluke. And, and, that's, and that's what I'm saying for this game that's here. Um, this is a game for them to say, hey, we are the real deal this year. Don't laugh at us. We're not the old. Albany played Buffalo. When did I take off? Whoever, whoever they played, it wasn't close. Albany is really not very good at coming to the CAA. Um, it's at Albany, so take that for what you will. But I really see this as a game for us to see, you know, is is, is Rhode Island the real deal? And I think that I'll actually watch this game because I'm, I'm genuinely curious to see what Rhode Island looks like, um, and even not for selfish purposes because they play the game you. Um, I'm just genuinely curious to see what they're all about. Now, that being said, CAA, um, 
conference game. Interesting that they started off with two conference games, but Rhode Island also um Ivy League games that they play in the middle of the season as well. Um, only roadie by 70 to 10 points, but I still think that that can be convincing 10 points if that makes So, what do you think, Dakota? It's hard judging a team when they play like Albany playing Pitt, Pitt in their first game last week and just getting, you know, manhandled. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they match up with a team like Rhode Island. Rhode Island, like you said, surprising everybody on the road against Delaware last week. Um, trying to find. Oh, here we go. Um, even though Rhode Island did defeat Delaware last week, neither offense really got going. You know, twenty-one nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Delaware has a real defense. That's right. That that's change. With the Rhode Island being at home and going against Albany, I expect the offense to be more uh, efficient. I don't know if Albany will be able to keep up with Rhode Island. They may be able to hang around, but I feel like if they do hang around, they're going to be able to keep it close until the third quarter at the most. I think Rhode Island wins by two touchdowns at least. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So um, kind of as a bonus, I'm here um, on the FCS Google page. And um have our favorite I, – I just see our favorite base game here, uh, Colgate versus New Hampshire. Um, so Colgate is the team of the Patriot League that – had a winning record, but since they lost to Lee, and they both had one loss, that's how Lehigh ended up getting into the playoffs. They're going. Um, I think a chip on their and Hampshire team did not look good against Maine last, especially on defense. So I actually think that this is a much game than it um, maybe coming. Into the uh, the season, the only reason I have patience about picking New Hampshire is the fact that a they're going to be without Trevor, their starting quarterback, and b that defense so bad left, but they are playing at home. I, I think that they have the mindset now that this 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 is like a must win for them for the because it, playoff committee seeing Colgate lost and Maine lost on your resume that could jeopardize their uh, their um, playoff streak. So I'm gonna go with New Hampshire their defense to really step up, maybe score a couple and win this game again. So uh, I know we're going into the bonus round, Dakota, but what do you think about that? <clears throat> New Hampshire just looks so unimpressive against Maine. I know that was on the road rivalry game. Uh, now you know they're going to open up at home against Colgate. Um, don't underestimate the toothpaste. Uh, I mean the Raiders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's going to be interesting to see how New Hampshire adjusts to losing their quarterback. You know, you know, when we started the show, I was reading an article, and he's, he's already been rolled out this week, and they said he's going to have to improve vastly if, before they even let him play next week. So, really, New Hampshire, um, you already got to really save your season early on. And so they're definitely going to have a chip on their shoulder. It's just a matter of execution, and if they can get it done. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to pick Colgate. Honestly, this New Hampshire just looks so unimpressive against Maine. They do have a week to prepare without their quarterback. And I do look for their defense to step up, but I, I, I think Colgate will find a way to surprise some people and pull off what I think would be an upset. I, I, yeah, I think it would still be an upset despite how New Hampshire looked last week. Um, and if Colgate does win that game, like, my God, what what a what a shock we have on our hands! Um, <laughs> so I, whew, that would be bad. All right, so um, we've gone through our games of the week. Uh, so Dakota, do you have anything that's kind of pressing on your mind? Um, anything you wanted to share, just kind of FCS related in general? Uh, no, I think we covered everything I had. Oh, I'm I'm gonna slightly bend not slightly bend not not slightly bend the rule here. Um, and you better document this. This is gonna be nine eighteen Eastern Standard Time. Um, gonna give a shout out to Josh and Liberty. Yeah. Preston just gave a shout out to Liberty. <laughs> and the reason why I'm doing it is because they are a team in transition. They are technically FBS right now, but they are still a team in transition. But oh boy, did they manhandle Old Dominion last week. 52 to 10. And I must admit, the only reason why I'm happy that they beat Old Dominion so badly is because ODU talked so much trash to JMU on Twitter. So much. Better because they're an F and all this mess. And then, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, I don't know about you, but if Jacksonville State lost to Liberty by six touchdowns, wouldn't y'all shut down the program? Uh, things would not be happy. Uh, things would not be very bright in uh, Jacksonville. That's for sure if that happens. So, again, I know I just kind of bent the rule and gave the uh, the the transition team a shout out. And and again, you better document that because I will never say another good thing about Liberty again. Good for them. Um, good for their uh, transition. Um, you know, hopefully uh, that'll be the only time they win for the next five years. <laughs> I'm terrible. Um, speaking of transition, um, how about Idaho? How'd they do last week? Mm, if I recall, uh, not very well. Yeah, um, weren't they? Top of Fresno State. Yeah, and they uh, it wasn't like seventy-eight to thirteen. It was not pretty. Yeah, seventy-nine thirteen. Oh, I'm sorry, I was a point off. Um, yeah, <laughs> welcome to Idaho. 
Weren't y'all coming in and uh, winning the national championship, making all of us look bad? And, you know, with that, I would say, it, it you know, you prove it on the field for a reason. And um, I'm just going to say one more thing, and I think we're going to wrap it up because I know that you weren't feeling too well, and it's two of us. Hard to feel two hours <laughs> with just two of us. Um, so, Kennesaw and Tennessee Tech finally got rolling. Um, 14 to 3 yeah, right now. Yeah, uh, Kennesaw's second and goal on the Tennessee Tech five yard line. Um, looks like Kennesaw's probably going to um, handle this game. They've looked pretty good this game. Um, yep, they just scored another touchdown. So, you know, we, we kind of talked about this in, earlier in the radio show. Um, Owls need to. You know, I think they even need to get a couple more touchdowns just to let people know for real that they're the real deal. But it's nice to see them bounce back from what I think would be a disappointing loss to Georgia State last week. Yeah, just an opportunity to get the season back on track. Uh, looks like they're doing a good job of not hanging on that loss. Again, they, they felt like they should have won. So it's nice to see them. I, I mean, I know it's... Uh, Tennessee Tech was still just hailing business and doing what people expect you to do. You know, that's why I was that's why I was interested in seeing this year is this young Kennesaw State team. They've only been a program what three years. Um, uh, how are Frank, they going to handle their first taste of expectation? Exactly. Um, so and you know again, we, FBS is FBS. Your state. Um, if you want to be if you want to be a team that's put in the top ten for FCS programs. You're supposed to go into those group of five games and expect to win. So um, right. I don't think people, you know, I don't think I even punished them in the polls enough for that loss. Um, but, um, you know, this, they need to step it up. And I think I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, Dakota, I think we did darn well, considering that it was two so. of us. <laughs> All right. Um we will uh, we'll, we'll continue to talk after this, everyone. Thanks for giving us a listen. Um, we will be on at the same time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, next Thursday. Everybody have a wonderful evening, and um, enjoy the FCS football. Have a good night, guys.